This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So, so Drew, Drew and I <laughs> went on the, uh, the Slapshot Sweetheart podcast live stream for the second period of, I think it was game three three of maybe it was game two of the Bruins Islander series I don't whatever it doesn't matter what game it was dark time yeah just the, like the worst time to go on the podcast that wasn't game six um and literally like I sent the video to Cam very funny just the like we both came on and they were like hey welcoming on like new friends like Drew and, and Chris from the Bruins and Bruins podcast and like you can see on the video we're both like talking and saying shit, but like both of our mics are muted. <laughs> <laughs> and Megan goes, Yep, yeah, you're both muted. <laughs> <laughs> 55 so this is 56 hot start episode 56 i yeah. think of brews and bruins a the hockey podcast network podcast presented by bruins diehard sponsored by DraftKings. speaking of DraftKings, the second round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game this is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders to give you some skin in the game and so that you can feel the sweat DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day of the basketball playoffs. And the best part, can y'all guess the best part? What's the best part, Drew? Drew, what is the best part? Free to play. DraftKings free. I I would never have guessed that. Are easy to enter. Just download DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests. DraftKings is safe. Skipping two paragraphs. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit your funds at your convenience. Don't the top-rated DraftKings app. None of those fake ones. None of the four-star ones. The five-star. Actually, I don't know if it's five stars. It's probably like 4.4. Top-rated DraftKings app now. <laughs> Use promo code THPN, like the Honky Podcast Network, THPN. When you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes, no matter what you play, just use the promo code THPN when you sign up, and there's bound to be some benefits for you. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for all of those pesky little details. As you know by now, I'm here. I'm Drew Johnson. I'm with Cam Hasbrook 
and Chris Gear. The three of us are together, which is rare. And we have Kat Silverman as well. So it's really just a magnificent combination of people here. Uh, if you listen to our last episode, sorry. Uh, we have this one for you. <laughs> we have this one for you. Instead. The one where Mikey was like, yeah, we got to cut it off at an hour. We started 15 minutes at least late and then went an hour 40. <laughs> so I'm hoping this one's going to be a little shorter than the last one. Um, but how are y'all it's the same day so what's new from uh what's new from when we just finished recording what's new is i have a dog in my bed now and if you can hear snoring it's because pugs uh have they're they're just like horribly designed animals and they just like can't breathe right (laughs) oh my god you say that so, like your chihuahua can breathe, right? Oh. The, the, the things that chihuahuas can do are <laughs> breathe right, dig holes, make forts out of blankets, uh, and that's about it. Uh, they yap and as shake well. and shake. <laughs> they can they can shake. It's, when it's eighty degrees out, they'll be fucking freezing. <laughs> Uh, I do not have a dog in my bed, but uh, I'm wearing one leg pad because it's the only one I can fit on. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, no, you're wearing goalie gear right now? I'm wearing one pad. <laughs> <laughs> they've been sitting in my room because I, I, since right. I bought them, I just like looking at them. So I just, they've been sitting in my room and I don't really have much room in my apartment. I kind of live in a closet. Oh um, so I'm going to have to so move, just move been downstairs like... eventually. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm just... We're waiting a long time for these bad boys. So I turn around and Kat has removed the glasses. Yeah, I I kept seeing the reflection from the screen on them. They're they're probably gonna go back on in a second. I can't see anything. Um, I know the feeling. It's I don't have fun. I don't have a dog in my bed either. Um, I'm also not. You could if you wanted I, to. You you gotta stop saying that because I really want that dog. <laughs> he is available for adoption. The, it's kind of the, the whole very point. amazing, the very amazing monster that you live with uh, keeps like posting pictures of that dog, and she's like, "You could have it." Hashtag adopt. Don't shop. I'm like, stop telling me that. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> that goes for that anyone listening that out there. It's very not just drivable for me. That dog's extremely drivable for me. I could be there in a couple hours. Not only <laughs> that, but the whole foster, extremely drivable. Um, yeah, everybody, check out Frosted Faces Foundation if you're in the southwestern united states that's a wonderful plug right there or if yeah. you're willing to try it even further for a dog yeah for sure fly. i don't know i feel like flying. people have i well, feel like so people have. most of the dogs they have are very small so you could absolutely fly and um i you think just fly them on the, an all I, th- I think like 80 percent of the dogs they have are small enough to fly carry on so cute that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> what is this podcast again? <laughs> this, is the, uh, this is the Adopt Senior Dogs <laughs> podcast. PSA. By the way, uh, they, they said that this dog, uh, Gaston, who is a pug, uh, is 13 years old. Um, he can jump on and off the couch like it's no big deal. Um, he's probably more like seven or eight. Have you oh. taken them to a vet to verify? 
they, like, they, they can usually verify a dog's age. Is that well, a they, thing cu- they, they cut them open and count the rings, um, and we <laughs> felt like that Jesus was an extreme Christ. thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like an extremely dark. Uh, no, they, they, wow. yeah, they they have them checked out at a vet, no. and the vet usually checks out their teeth and other things to like indicate how old the dog is. And this dog has like really ni- nice teeth. Ch- check out this pug's teeth. I'm not going to actually show you that. <laughs> you want to grab the dog and open it? He's chilling, he or she. It, it's a he. Like... Uh, Gaston is a, is a Probably he. Because um, no. no one fights like Gaston. Something about it. I, uh... right. I, I don't... Okay. You're not abusing <laughs> oh, these men. Yeah. Sure. This is off to the world. Well, I kind of zoned out for a second and I came back into you singing and I was like, is this like Les Mis? Is this the end of the podcast? Les Mis and uh, what's an alcohol that starts with L? Uh, Lemoncello. Les Mis and Lemoncello. Yeah. Not the same syllable, but anyway... I, I have nothing planned for this. I said I'd host because no, no, it's like this, my this, turn. There's nothing planned. This is fine. <laughs> I, I think I believe you had said you planned on uh, making it more goalie specific for this episode. Yes. Since Kat's on it. But I, Kat can talk about things that aren't goalies. I mean, she knows more about regular hockey than we do. Knows so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more about just about anything that we do, let's be honest. Not Let the record show, by the way, that uh, I didn't know if you guys did the the beer intro at the start of everything. So I have stolen a beer from uh, Richie Flores of the uh, Corey and Richie, the Sporty with Corey and Richie show. We, we um, need to do a crossover with them. Well. We should do a three-way crossover. We should just think, hit, uh, <laughs> what is that, seven, eight people on, eight people on the same podcast? So That's I don't enough. know how that would work. Um because poorly is how it would work. You have to, sh- you have to share internet with. Well, you you have good internet now, so that's not yes, a problem. Sharing yes, internet with um, Richie is not an issue. The fact that nobody ever told me that I I looked like I was from 1996. It's it's <laughs> mean to say like I can't afford better internet. I just thought it was a, like an artistic choice. You know, let, let the right. So we could afford better internet. I. There are two internet providers in this part of Phoenix, and one of them is CenturyLink. They're nice people. They're, like, easy to get a hold of. Uh, they're who I had at my last apartment. And the other one is Cox, who's, who are, like, very mean and super expensive. Yeah, so sh- shouts, to, shouts to Cox, so, who were, yeah. are, like, monopolized our area in San Diego for yeah. years. And then AT- yeah. AT&T came and saved us. Um, I, I now they're, pay, they're expensive as shit. They're I so now pay uh, almost a hundred dollars less per month for better internet. <laughs> but that because that much AT&T. for you is tragic. Uh, yep. But no, we so we had CenturyLink because I had them at my last place, and so when I moved, they told me they said, you know, you can always just put it on pause. It, it we don't have a monthly fee deposit. And then you can just restart it at your new place. There's no activation fee, nothing like that. And I was like, oh, perfect. And so I get to my new place and the fastest internet speed they could offer me, like not that I qualified for, but that they offer in this area is 16 megabits of download speed. Fuck yeah. Because <laughs> this, I live in this, ener- I, I live right by Gila River Arena in Arizona. So like, please don't come find me. But uh 
it used to be a farm. And then when they built Keeler River um, and the Cardinals Stadium, they started building all these like nice apartments and townhomes for people who were in the area and who work nearby and for people who work with the teams. And it's a really nice area in a really scummy part of town, but like a really nice area. So we just used to be a farm and they never upgraded the internet. Did you, did you move to like Glendale before they moved from Phoenix to Glendale or did you do that? They moved in 2002. So no. Um, (laughs) I have no concept of it. No, they moved in 2002, uh, maybe 2003. Oh, two or oh three, something like that. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize it was. I had it was like around the Shane Doan retirement, and they were like, "Yeah, we're moving to." <laughs> <laughs> I think that was no, that when no. they changed their name from Phoenix to. No, they changed that in 2014. Okay. <laughs> Shane Doan. Retired. I was closer with that. Two years ago. Two years ago. Um, but no, so Cox is like substantially more expensive, but they offer us. I don't even know how to multiply it out because it's like 680 megabits instead of 16. And so I, Richie and I finally grew sick of watching our Netflix buffer um, just to watch like it. Well, on and, and Kat and I both compared uh, internet. Was it download or upload speed? Yeah, it was download was, speed. Like, download I, speed. We, we compared it. Though. Mine's supposed to be a thousand megabits per second. And Kat's is what you said, 680, 680 or something. Yeah. Um, Mine is faster. Hers is faster than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I it was great though because i called CenturyLink and they were like oh so why are you leaving us and i said uh because you only offer 16 megabits of download speed and both of us that live here work from home a good amount and it just it it wasn't working like we couldn't richie would try to upload his podcast and it would take like 20 minutes to upload the file so he finally called me one day while i was at work and he's like hey i'm i'm getting us new internet and I was like, okay, you you have my information, like put my card on it. And uh, yeah, so we now have like adequate internet, which is kind of, it's it's weird not watching like a tweet have to load before I post. <laughs> <laughs> so I was getting faster internet by using my phone's hotspot than I was from our actual Wi-Fi. Well, but since you were like just shocked, they were like, why are you leaving? I was like, cause you offer me internet from 1992. <laughs> And they were like, is there anything we can do to keep you to stay? And I was like, mm, you can you can speed up our internet if you, you can get better internet. You can maybe come out <laughs> yeah, like, upgrade your shit. the internet. And they tried to get me to stay and keep it as a backup. I was like, I'm not paying 60 bucks a month for backup internet that I can like maybe download an ebook on. So no. Well, um, when I when I moved off of Cox Internet, the phone call I had with the guy was very funny because we had already switched. Like we, because I have Directv. And so you can package DirecTV with AT&T right. internet for like way cheaper. And so it was like 30 bucks a month or something like that. And I was paying, I was paying like 130 bucks a month for, for Cox internet. That's that. that checks out. So, so uh, <laughs> I, I called Cox to cancel cause I'd already, they already like brought the shit and like set it up and it was like good to go. So I, I called to cancel and the guy was like, so like, what could we do to like keep you? And I was just like, well, can you compete with better internet speeds for $100 less per month? And the guy was like, oh, um, no, we could have gotten you like a little bit of a discount, but not that much. Uh, 
how about like i keep your number on file if you ever like are dissatisfied with your service with at&t and i was like yeah you can do whatever you want man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you have that problem this has been decided Drew, cam do you guys have that problem because i know in new york we had a oh who was it it was a time warner yes god yeah. it was time warner we were like Billy, time warner became crazy. spectrum and we're monopolized that was, that in was portland internet. that was yeah internet yeah we went time warner to uh comcast from uh like my senior year of college time warner was fun because like if you if the internet went out which it did like every three weeks um you had to go online to schedule a repair you couldn't call <laughs> brilliant that was like that was before because yeah. like Chris, twitter old, twitter took um, their uh <laughs> took their, their yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like like chris i'm old so uh <laughs> yeah we're a couple um, olds on this yeah, podcast that was that was before you could access the internet from an iphone without <laughs> you had to have <laughs> internet to access the internet so so i had i did so much of my homework there was a Barnes and Noble a mile up the road in Queens. And I used to have to walk there all the time because like the internet wouldn't work. And I'd have to go and get online at Barnes and Noble to let them know that my internet wasn't working. And I think that's why I like CenturyLink because they were very nice. Family um, company, you know. Was, yeah. Just, just you don't you don't want a family company. You don't want a mom and pop internet store. I I keep getting ads on Facebook saying that CenturyLink has gotten into the like Gigablast era. Like they have. I don't know what that means. Gigabit but... internet speed. It's the it's the the gigabyte uh, download speed. Like it's what fiber. Yeah, it's like it's like fiber, and uh, they they've gotten into that. And I was like, really? So you you added that in areas but you can't add even just like 150 if they'd gotten to 150 like i would have been i would have stayed but 16 is <laughs> so speaking well, of the welcome internet. to tech and motueka hops uh <laughs> We've put in your put God. in your internet questions and we'll, <laughs> we'll answer your tech questions speaking of the internet has anyone seen bo burnham's new special on Netflix? i did no, yes i want to watch it uh, Richie yeah. has. I have not. Very, very, very good. In my yeah, so I, I, I liked it. Didn't love it. Mm. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan of Bo Burnham's. Um, I think he's talented. Not like I, I just don't like a lot of his shit sometimes. Um, and this was one of those things where it was like, I wanted it to be funnier. But wait, things, if you didn't like it, though, I think I will. I don't like Eliza Schlesinger. I thought it was one of the best. That was one of the best things I've seen in a long time because it wasn't all comedy. It was part comedy, well, so, part musical, part documentary oh, about his experience. So that's the COVID. thing. So oh. I, I rated it as four out of five stars on uh, on Letterbox. Follow me on Letterbox at Top Gear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i've never even heard of that away. So. It's, it's a really oh, great 
so I, I have a I have a film podcast. Uh, check out Ballot. And Fairweather friends, don't forget about Fairweather. Well, friends. Fairweather, Fairweather fans, oh, which I think is honestly you plug your other podcast. Fairweather fans, I'm taking no credit. I'm taking no credit for this whatsoever. My my buddy Frau. He came up with the name for that podcast. Wow. So I live in San Diego. He lives in Orlando and it's a Boston sports podcast. And he came up with the name Fairweather fans. And I thought that's like the best name for a podcast. No, it's a great name. It is. You have well-made podcasts. I'll say that. I haven't name. really listened to them. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have a film podcast. And so my buddies were like, Hey, uh, there's this, there's this cool app called letterboxd where you can go and you can just like log all of the films that you watch mm. and you can choose to, rate review them whatever um or not and just like there's like a little plus button you search and put in the movie um and it's really good for keeping track of you know we do like an end of year podcast where we talk about our favorite movies of the year and you can make lists and rank movies in different categories and it's really helpful with that and uh i got super into it and got like a pro account it's like 20 bucks a year or something like that and you can uh, duplicate people's lists and all sorts of shit and there's no ads and whatnot so uh shouts to letterbox like that place it's good stuff if you're not super into movies like don't worry about it um and i just then, don't want people seeing what i watch you don't have to, you, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like spotify where you can go on private and not have people see that you're listening to uh papa roach or whatever um <laughs> What did Papa Roach ever do to you? <laughs> uh, they cut my life into pieces, Cat. Okay, this is um, his last resort. This <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, oh man, where was I going with that? Okay, um, yeah. So the the Bo Burnham thing I had as as four out of five stars, just because like it's super impressive. I, I would suggest watching it. Um, I, I just didn't like enjoy watching it, and and to me, like enjoyment of <laughs> of watching things is not necessarily like the the experience oh. of watching a film because I've, oh. I've watched so many films that i haven't enjoyed but i was like this was great but i hated mm. it this. um and, and this was a less extreme version of that it was it was like really impressive cinematically because he's by himself in his own apartment yes doing all yes. this lighting shit and like he's a very accomplished like filmmaker i don't know yeah, if anybody here directed seen a film eighth grade but yeah great is incredible um and yeah, just a, like super cool film, but just wasn't as enjoyable as I wanted it to be. And and like I understand a lot of the the draw of it was that like it's the pandemic and this is like an extremely depressing time for everybody. But I feel like I would have enjoyed it more if I'd watched it like mid pandemic, not like after I've been vaccinated and I'm like out in the world doing things. I, uh, it's it's easier. I to love that for you, with- by the way, that you've been out in the world. Like I've. I've gone to one wedding and I went to two bars with the wedding party. And other than that, like I haven't gotten to go out yet. So I'm happy that other people are getting to. I'm um, delighted. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I was extremely careful for the entirety of the pandemic. And now that I'm vaccinated, I'm living my life. I will not apologize. As you shouldn't, as you shouldn't. I love the, by the way, that you're like, there are movies that are really good, but I hated watching them. That's such a different way of watching things from I'm the opposite. There are some movies that I'm like, that was, that was garbage, but 
man, that was fun. And I would rather watch that than the other way around. Oh, I I watch both. Um, But I I watched a film called Son of Saul. Um, Not necessarily for the podcast. It was, um, I think we were doing a retrospective for like 2015 or something like that. And we watched like as many movies as as we could. Um, Or this might have been 2019, 2020, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But um, it's, it's a movie about uh the holocaust and it takes place with the there's the the main character is a uh he's a prisoner at an internment camp and like his son has just died and his whole the whole plot of the film is like this guy um trying to find a way to bury his son's ashes and it's just like an excruciating watch but it's an excellent film and i like i would recommend nobody watch this film unless you're in like a really sad mood to watch something that will absolutely destroy your soul i won't spoil it but it's a really really sad movie that gets sadder than what i just described um like with without question the most like devastatingly sad movie i've ever watched um but like if you're in the mood for that it's an excellent film the the filmmaking techniques are really cool like it's uh basically the entire movie is shot from like four to five feet away from the main character like focused on his face with like out of focus in the background so it makes you feel really claustrophobic the whole time and you know i've never wanted to feel immersed in internment camp life but definitely puts you in in a space uh mentally um and yeah so there i i think there's a lot of value to movies that aren't enjoyable to watch um less extreme version of that was i just watched the um the before trilogy uh before sunrise before sunset before midnight um and it's like just super tight on a relationship that you know can be not super fun to watch at times but it's a really incredible set of films and this has been ballot (laughs) (laughs) gonna say that was a that was that was a journey we went from the dog to the internet still snoring by the way um yeah Too sorry funny. sorry i don't really like eliza schlesinger but um that's okay i think i figured it, you it's it's just like you know not for me kind of stuff like hmm. i i understand that people it's enjoy absolutely her. that is and, that is a comedian who is for for me it is for very very basic women who hate their friends but go out and get drunk with them anyway so everything she says, I relate to because I think I've been in every situation she talks about. Um, and that's the exact opposite feeling I have and... when I watch her comedy. It's just like I've never <laughs> really, experienced I've never any of this experienced stuff, so any I can't this. relate. Why am I watching? <laughs> so. I, I, know, like, I think we lost Drew like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, was waiting for, I was waiting for Drew to talk and he just like... <laughs> Every once in a while, I'd look down at his corner of the screen to see if he was moving. And then I changed it. <laughs> he said <laughs> his background is a picture of him sitting there. <laughs> and he wasn't doing either. <laughs> I would not put that beyond Drew to do that. 
He's hosting, and we've completely hijacked. <laughs> well, I had yeah. nothing for this anyways. So. Sorry, I, I turned this into an episode of my other podcast. Um, <laughs> we had nothing to go on here anyway. We're gonna so right. we're gonna do a crossover episode of Brews and Bruins and Ballad at some point. We're gonna do a hockey episode. Um, Isn't that just you though? Isn't that your own podcast? <laughs> oh no, I like I have two co-hosts. Okay, okay, okay. That makes Shouts to Zach and Nate. They're cool dudes. I don't know if I would uh, I would never compare them to Cam and Drew. That that would be cruel to to do that. To the other two. <laughs> <laughs> Bruins and other less important things, I guess. No, just <laughs> Bruins and Ritos. Um, no, th- those two are two of my closest friends from high school. And like Cam and Drew are people that like I know off the internet and have become uh, incredibly close to like in a weird internet way uh, drew and i met in person cam and i don't know each other um, <laughs> not, i can't positive that chris actually exists yeah i mean drew can, drew, drew can confirm sure. you've, you've met, met drew. drew a few times so the real you know, question the whether... sure. i think that was an imposter because chris looks completely different than i do, how I met I do him. look totally different so... than when you met him. yo do you remember that time we were skiing and there was a dude who was like very massachusetts who was just ripping darts on the chairlift with us in like mid-pandemic yep. yeah i nice. just probably realized there's like a solid chance that was mike riley <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm pretty sure we ripped some black yeah, diamonds was, in mike from riley, so that's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure Mike Riley's probably from Ipswich. He just lied about it. Yeah, Mike Riley said he was from Chicago, but yeah, he's not from Chicago. Nah. Mike Riley should be on boys the from, team. Boys from right. Chicago and boys from Massachusetts are not all that different. No, there's there's a vibe. Perfectly honest. Yeah, it's a little bit of a different accent. That's that's why Mike <laughs> Riley bit, looks yeah. like he's a he's an extra in a Ben Affleck movie. Nice. Yeah. Which one? <laughs> the town. Okay. Ah, yeah. The one yeah. that takes place in that town, Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. So <laughs> I gotta go in like ten minutes. By the way. <laughs> well, let's let's use those ten minutes wisely then. <laughs> uh, uh, we got any um, hockey stuff to talk? No. Okay. So what is the thing that you think you are smartest about? Just like anything in life, like you can you can tell. And I'm saying non-hockey related. Like hockey's the, out the window. The thing, like, how are we measuring this? Like, versus percentage of population. Just like your confidence in talking about a subject and versus teaching someone. Versus like, this is where most. Yes. Like, yeah, is it yeah. related to everything else that we know, or is it related to other people? Like, this, just how? literally anything you know. Just, like, like I know okay. a lot about like freaking. I don't know. Now, what's your answer? Give us, give us a really <laughs> solid example. Here. I don't have one yet. This well, just you asked the, the question. So you have to come with me. You asked a question. Well, so my my answer would probably uh, probably be uh, an analysis of the Song of Ice and Fire books versus the show Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> being able to pick apart like what the the differences are and like what the you know maybe the theories of where the books were going versus where the show took it you know uh normal people shit um that's the well, last thing i was expecting mine is the, uh... <laughs> i thought you were gonna talk about like yeah, i'm leaving that entire pause in there yeah because yeah, like, you you know some fancy like airplane stuff like i don't Space know do. i mean i could so, talk like, about like smart. what fasteners you need you to like yeah. fix uh oh, oh you need like high locks to like fix this 
airplane part. See, I thought um, that's where you were going to go. Yeah. And then you just veered like into another country. No, see, because I'm a comedic <laughs> genius and I decided that I wasn't going to go with the uh, the regular nerdy thing. I went with the nerdier nerdy <laughs> thing. Uh, good. Uh, something I kind of know is the geography of Europe and like the history of Europe between 1444 and like 1646. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 1443, nah. No, uh, and and 14, like you know, and like maybe like 1600. What is that era, please? In, it's like kind of the Renaissance, I suppose. That, Where was the William the Conqueror? Or... What was the what was the era of William the Conqueror? That was then. I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, uh, in I'm my head, sure that's around. Yeah, probably. I know. I'm just very fascinated with that era. I actually don't know too too much about it, but <laughs> completely you know, changed the course. There were a lot of good times there. Good. There was a lot of good wars, and just famine and disease. <laughs> a lot know, of good, good times. Times. Yeah, good good notoriously good. A lot of really. <laughs> times there and most of the no. fun times in world history use the word famine yeah <laughs> uh yeah i don't know where to take that one <laughs> take it into your answer uh do you have an answer like like mikey's would be shrek like you know that's <laughs> yeah example. like, like unfortunately it was weird it that you just happen to know a lot about I really should, I really should have answered oh my Coco. god <laughs> um I, I could take drew's answer roll like some world war one shit <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know i don't have a, a the niche there i don't know um letter kenny i feel like that's a pretty oh. common television show that a lot of people watch <laughs> yeah Man, but you know yeah. more of it you're into the lore i could you know, i could like school you're... some people on scrubs for sure I, I'm glad uh, this led to some great conversation. <laughs> we're heading back into TV, so we're going to podcast yeah. now. <laughs> uh, as people have unfortunately been finding out on Twitter more and more, um, I probably know more about podiatry, like physical therapy, and like how to run properly than most of the population. Because uh, when I'm not doing hockey stuff, I work at a, a run specialty store, which I. Uh, it works with a bunch of local podiatrists in the area. So a lot of people think that like we actually, I'd say 90% of the people I work with every day are like 90 years old um, and have like very complex biomechanical problems at this point, which is kind of fun. Um, the most fun part of it is that I have not put on a pair of button up pants in <laughs> Um, I think it's been two years now. Um, because I get to wear yoga pants. pants. I get to, <laughs> I get to wear yoga pants to work every day because we get to wear like what we would wear running. Um, and yeah, I now also is that for know vibes how... or in case you have to run. It's a both, unfortunately. Yes. <laughs> um, because <laughs> I do have days where I then have to roll it right into coaching. Um, but no, I uh. People have discovered that, and on Twitter, I'll get a DM from someone, and they're like, hey, so I run, and I've got, like, really bad plantar fasciitis. What shoe should I wear? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never seen your fucking foot. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, I don't know what's wrong. Um, Imagine thinking that you can diagnose uh, what they need. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. really They'll high like, arches, oh, so grab I... grab these Nike shoes. 
they're like so should i so first off you should not grab the nike shoes because Nike suck um but no they well i wish had you had, someone had who was like... been in my life when i was buying <laughs> running shoes i'll bring you a pair don't worry um no i uh yeah diagnose my bad feet uh, right now and bring me a pair of shoes put your feet on the camera please don't do that um not gonna i did that. have a i did have someone send me a video of them walking barefoot in their house so i could see like how they're biomechanically like how their ankles move and how their arch flexes and so i could kind of diagnose why they were getting so much calf pain and got them in a decent pair of shoes um via the internet but most of the time i do it in person um but yeah so i can uh and i can now do it in spanish too which took a very long time i had to uh for the last year i've had a a spanish tutor at work um which i love my bosses like they're the best they came to me one day and they said hey so we have a staff of like 15 and uh you're the only one who speaks spanish so we've hired you a tutor and she's gonna come in once a week and she's gonna teach you the same medical knowledge that you know in english but in spanish so you can because i people would come in and i could converse with them in spanish and ask them like how their day was what they wanted and as soon as they started talking about medical problems i was like oh uh. <laughs> <laughs> like i had no idea because like who's reasonable that? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you don't you don't learn medical, medical spanish yeah. <laughs> i knew i knew how to say do I you walk run it. or work and i knew how to say do you have pain in your feet and that's like all i could say so now i can and i can't diagnose anything because i'm not a doctor like just to put that out oh, there on the well, recording you're, you're, and not wow. a doctor you're a doctor in spanish but not <laughs> english but i can i can at the very least uh, explain certain ailments like like achilles tendonitis and heel spurs and bunions and plantar fasciitis and like shin splints and stuff i can talk about how you get them and how to fix it um i've had all of them um (laughs) because as i'm sure the two people who listen to your show who know me know i've been in a walking boot i don't know if that's a shot at the show or a shot at you (laughs) the shot at me it's a big shot at me um (laughs) no i've been in a walking boot for the last like couple months here because i because i broke my foot last year while i was running and uh instead of going to see a doctor i taped my foot and bought a bigger you are shoe a doctor to... so you just decided... i am a doctor yeah and i cured myself by like buying a bigger shoe to fit my swollen foot in and i like, kept running for a year and did fine until i started like ramping back up mileage wise to train for a half and when i hit miles like eight and nine i my foot just started going numb like my you foot know would just you know how when you're filler. training for a half marathon so... and and Whenever your foot's broken, usually around mile eight or nine, it tells you. Cat <laughs> was selfishly running on, you know, despite her injury. No, wasn't thinking about the best move for the team. I've I've today. literally never run more than six out. miles continuously, so my foot would never tell me it was broken. I guess. <laughs> I think it well, probably would have told me earlier, but I I scaled it way way back, and I was running like one or two miles a day over the pandemic. But my doctor was like, why didn't you come see me? I went to see one of the podiatrists we work with. And he was like, really? It's been a year. And he looked at the x-ray and he looked at me and he's like, so when did you break it? And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) And I told him and he's like, why didn't you come see me? And I was like, 
because I have a four-year-old and I, so wait, I think what, I wasn't allowed to run while I also wasn't allowed to go out. What happened that you did break it and that you oh, knew that you broke it? No, I mean, you don't have to tell it on the podcast. So you don't want I, to. So I was, Phoenix does a pride run every year and it's a 5K and a half marathon. So and this is the I one year anniversary it. of you breaking your foot? Yes. Um, no, it was in March of last year because it okay. wasn't at the run. Um, so I was training for it pre-COVID. And I was running in place at a stoplight. I had like a 10 mile run planned and I was about four miles out and I was like getting too excited at the stoplight and rolled. I, I always get really excited <laughs> at stoplights, so that's fair. The music was like hyping me up uh, and I rolled my foot on a manhole cover. And so like the dumbest way possible, people were like, oh, is it a stress fracture? And I was like, no. And they're like, oh, did you fall? You poor thing. I was like, I... I literally tripped on my own foot on like a little ridge in the sidewalk while I was running in place. And so my, my roommate Lexi, <laughs> uh, I, I was, my buddy Nick was out here visiting and we were just kind of like walking through San Diego. Like we had done, done like fun things all day. And like, we were just like walking to a restaurant, I guess. And without like tripping or falling on anything like we were just walking on the sidewalk my roommate Lexi rolled her ankle and my buddy Nick likes to make fun of her for saying she sprained her ankle on the curvature of the earth so at least you had a manhole cover to <laughs> for an excuse but I wasn't moving forward like I was in place I but, was literally but there was like a change in, in elevation mm. at, at some point mm. uh, if you see a manhole cover, it's like this. It's it's a part of the ground. That's <laughs> <laughs> you mean. Then it could have been anywhere. Yeah, it really could have been. It really could have been anywhere. And I like had to run the rest of the way back home because uh, the lovely Richie was home with Iz. And can we, can we refer to Richie when he comes on this podcast as the lovely, the lovely Richie? Richie. <laughs> he he hangs out with my four year old and like he's a saint for that because she's a monster. Um. But yeah, the whole run home, it felt like I'd been shot in the foot. And I was like, I think I broke it. And so I took two weeks off because it was like, I have kind of a high arch. I've, I've got one of those feet and it was like this tall. Like I couldn't, I couldn't put a shoe on for like three days. It's and not a good sign. No. <laughs> so I waited until the swelling went down enough that I could fit it into a men's extra wide shoe. Well, if you were a real hockey running. player, you would have just kept the skate on. <laughs> I couldn't fit my I couldn't fit my foot in the skate. There's no way it would have fit. No way. Um, and yeah, so I just like way scaled it back because um, I think being isolated. It was right before the pandemic hit, and so when we were like fully shut into our homes, it was like me and my four year old, and she's very mean to me. So if <laughs> I had a <laughs> if I if I'd had to like hang out with her without getting to go out each night and like run and cry in the dark, um, I think I probably would have died. So I, um, <laughs> so I kept running and basically gave myself a posterior tibial tendon syndrome, which for any listeners who have hurt their feet before, it's the tendon that runs along the inside of your leg and then under your arch. So I stretched it pretty badly and it's now it's pretty swollen. Um, you can see it on the outside of my foot still. So I was in a walking boot and my doctor then discovered that I'd been running in the walking boot. So I'm now not allowed to do anything. So as far as your doctor knows. Yeah. 
Kelly, that's the thing. Well, she I went in doctor, for my. So she can't get away with I went in for. <laughs> I'm my own doctor. I know. Yeah. No, I went in for my my follow up visit to see how my foot was progressing, and he took the boot, and like just immediately flipped it over, and I was like, "What is he doing?" And he looks at the bottom, and then he looked at me, and he went, "So, how many times have you run in this thing?" And I was like, "How does he know?" <laughs> and he's Sherlock like, "Sherlock Holmes over here." Like. He, yeah, he, he literally like as soon as I walked in, he flips that boot over. And he's like, so how many times have you run in this thing? I was like, three? A lot. <laughs> three? I was like, it was only a quarter mile each time because I was just demoing things for people. A jog. <laughs> it was a jog. It was a jog. It wasn't a jog. It was a run. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kat, I need, uh, I need your help because I went, as I mentioned earlier, I have awful back issues at this point, which is great for somebody who's 23 years old. I really love what that you, for my future. Like, sincere question. What do you wear as your shoe? Um, so I right now have I switched to wearing a running shoe all the time because it's the only thing that I can wear for my feet. Yeah, it's more supportive. Yeah. Yeah, and so I I will say I I was wearing a bad shoe for a while, but how um, old are the Ultra Boosts? Because those things go out in like two months. Um, they go probably about a year, but I didn't wear them that much. Uh, Less than a year, actually. No, probably about six months. But I I used to only wear them when I ran until like a couple weeks ago and now i wear them all the time because i went to i was at the chiropractor and he was like hey you got to go down to fleet feet which is like one of the same yeah. thing like they watch walk yeah, the whole whole nine yards and i went down and they like measured my feet and they were like all right you have the you biggest arches the, the widest feet oh, like yeah, i just super fucked like i was off the charts on arch height width and so for Do some you have reason, a hockey player's foot with that yeah, super high ass arch. No, so bad, foot. so yeah. bad. I couldn't yeah. wear Nikes. Like I literally couldn't if I wanted no. to because I wouldn't fit in them when I was. In fairness, up. Like, nobody can wear Nikes. Yeah. Nobody so I, I was trying to like yeah continue. He's, <laughs> he's so muted. And he's not... Does he know? I think he knows. I don't think he knows. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I they, they, they gave me, like, the measurements and shit, and this she picked out a shoe that was just, like, three sizes too small. And I, like, put it on, and I was just, like, yeah, like, the width feels kind of okay, but, like, my foot is, like, on the other. And I was, she was, like, what do you normally wear? And I was, like, I usually wear 10 and a half. I think I'm probably a little smaller than that, but, like, I need the extra for the width. She's, like, yeah, let's try a seven and a half. And I was, like, what the fuck? So I put on a seven and a half, and I'm, like, yeah, I mean, she, like, how does it feel? I'm, like, it feels small. And she's, like, yeah, I mean, it might, we might have to, like, custom order you, like, a wider one. And I'm, like, no, I think the width is okay. Like, but, like, my toes are, like, at the edge of the shoe. And what? for some reason, I don't know. So I ended Why up just leaving, and I was, like, that. Wait, did you just say she put you in a seven and a half? Yeah, and I wear a ten and a half regularly. That's bonkers. Yeah, wow. it was really weird. What so size do I'm... you wear, Chris? <laughs> uh, honestly, anywhere from eight and a half to ten and a half because my feet are so fucking weird. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got some weird feet. To the foot podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I, we're getting a weird following after this one very very high arches very mm-hmm. wide big toes so like but like very short stubby toes so oh like, you've got the cute little finger toes like the little toes i've got finger toes so they like they curl my my toes are all hammered like that so i, I, I also like an, i, I, I also skied for many years so some of my toes are like yeah. fucking shoved into a corner like my my pinky toes are permanently deformed from skiing for years. Um, Welcome to hockey skates. 
Yeah, I think that's probably both. Cam, <laughs> yours are probably turned sideways too. Oh yeah, they? big time. No, Pinky my feet like my feet like go, they just continue to get wider until the toes, and then it's just like, uh-huh. flat. like my big toes point like this. They're like yeah, like uh. they point away from each other. So it's yeah, I might have a shoe for you, Chris. <laughs> like the one perk of being my friend is that i i get free shoes at work the one and the one perk the um one. there's nothing there's nothing fun about hanging out with me but i do get free shoes and so i currently have like i think i have 10 pairs of hokas just like sitting and i can't wear all of them so i give them to my friends sometimes um, i would say for a running shoe i'm probably a nine Oh, then you're a little smaller than I am. Great. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what my actual foot size is because it's so fucking wide. It just ruins I measure, everything else. I measure a men's, uh, a men's, a, I think it's a men's eight now, a men's eight and a half wide. So my running shoe size is a men's nine and a half standard to wide depending on the brand so it's we always have like we i love it we get 90 year olds that come into my store and they're like these cute little old ladies and they're all wearing the wrong shoe size because they're like well i've been a seven my whole life and i'm like no you're not like your feet change like oh like everything else like your body changes and i'm like i've worn these prescriptions for my whole life (laughs) yeah exactly please please give me your driver's license i'm calling the police you can't drive but no like i'll measure and i'm like so you should be wearing like a nine and they're like that's huge or the ones that it's always the ones who wear like a size six and should be in like a seven and a half and so they have bunions and they have hammer toes and they have plantar oh, fasciitis yeah. and like everything hurts. And I'm like, so you need to be wearing a bigger shoe. Like you're wearing the wrong size. And they're like a seven and a half. That's huge. I'm like, so I wear a women's 10 and a half extra wide. And they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Like, sorry. I'm sorry for you that you think that way. I'm like, you know what? I have great balance because my feet are <laughs> <laughs> I always say I should have been a swimmer. I'm the Michael. F- I got the flippers fucking built in. Like it was the move. Yeah, sorry, Cam. You're not six foot four. With, yeah, I don't have like, the I don't have the body for it, but I got disproportionately long yeah. torso. Oh, wingspan. Yeah, I've tried to yeah. butterfly and it doesn't look good. <laughs> That's the only stroke I can do. I'm I'm not very. I like kind of can. I can like I can go butterfly. forward. It's just definitely not what you'd call majestic. So. That's my. My fun fact is that I swam for 10 years. So oh. that was my that was my summer cross training. And I was just good enough to make invitationals in the last heat. Like no other always the people who are good enough to be at like a competitive event. Like like the the last place person at the Olympics, and you're like, oh, they must suck. Even though they're like <laughs> 10 like times a, faster than yeah. us. I, like I was I always like, a little like, different though, because like I was always the... like in the bottom five at the like qualifier invitational meeting, so, so you would like just lose good. to michael phelps is what you're saying i yeah. i would very much as to i would just lose like, the deck, if he was, like, if he was swimming four laps and i was swimming one like i'd probably just lose so yeah. <laughs> that's fair yeah. um, that'd be pretty impressive still i think honestly yeah but uh, the, the olympics are weird though because you can be like the best person from a, a country that's terrible at the sport and still qualify for some sports 
I love that, by the way. I which, think which I'm totally cool. about. Yeah, like, I would but, move to another country and absolutely I, try and qualify. Go to something. the Olympics, yeah. I think there. I forget what the country was. But there's a very famous example from like women's snowboard half pipe where like there was they, mm. they changed the rules mm-hmm. because of her. I think it was Georgia. Um, it was something like that, yeah. Because it was wasn't she? Uh, she was from another country or something, right? Yeah. Or it was the one? No, she couldn't do the base. Like they changed. I mean, it. I mean the country, Georgia. It. No, 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 no. I mean, it was it was in either skiing or snowboarding, and she couldn't do like the basic tricks. Yeah, she so was she, so far all, below everyone else that like they changed. All she it, did so. was she went through the World mm-hmm. Cup circuit and she went up and down the half pipe without doing any tricks mm-hmm. and didn't fall. That so was she qualified two ahead. Winter Olympics ago, right? She qualified ahead yeah. of all of the people who fell. Um, at, like doing tricks, <laughs> so she so she got like a lot of. Extra I mean, that was points. two Olympics ago. I feel like because yeah, I, I I remember seeing it and people were furious, and I was over here like, why are you guys hilarious. so mad? Like that was amazing. Yeah, that was brilliant. Well, good for her. She was the playing, mental Olympics. Well, she was and, playing and also, chess, and everyone else was playing chess. And also, she was like really yeah. cool about it. She like she had a bunch of things to say that were really nice, and like made a bunch of friends out there. Had a fun time. I'm about that. She tried hard. She loved the sport. She loved the game. <laughs> I, don't yeah. did, I don't know if she did try. <laughs> I think intentionally she tried not to that do hard. It, though, like sincerely, that's that's working smarter, not harder. That is the epitome of smarter. The not epitome harder. of the Olympics is working smarter, not harder. That's the Tampa Bay Lightning being eighteen mil over the cap right there. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh man, I, I really that makes want... me so angry. I. It doesn't make me that angry. I, I really want Tampa angry. Bay. I want them to be bad and there to be like a really good prospect coming up so we can just call them the Tanka Bay Lightning for, <laughs> for a year. It's all the Tanka Bay Lightning. This is the only thing I want to happen. The Tanka Bay Lightning. I don't Did even it, want to talk about prospects because uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Arizona Coyotes, uh, they have like one one pick this year, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, they did. They did the bad thing. They did the bad thing, which wasn't even so. My my spicy take, which I don't think is that that hot of a take, honestly. Um, every team cheats. Yeah, including Patrice Bergeron. It is. (laughs) Here we go. It's it's. Every time people are like, look at the Coyotes. I can't believe they cheated. I'm like, your team cheats too. Don't lie. Don't Fucking act like they cheats, don't. Every, every single team cheats. And the fact that they act shocked about it is, uh, I think it's silly. Not to backtrack, Especially, did, did Drew say bye to me when he left? Uh, you were kind uh, of out of frame, uh, I think, at the moment. Yeah, you were gone with the puppy. Yeah, yeah. But like, he didn't say bye to me. He didn't, he didn't really individually say bye to any of us. He just, just said, kind of just like, oh, guys. Chill. <laughs> no, I, just, I just think Drew is the... He's the only one without an iPhone, so that's automatically yeah, that's very that suspect. Yeah. Very suspect. I think that's very Drew, though, because he's very, uh, like, anti-system. I think I think the iPhone is the most, like, monopolistic uh, entity in the phone market. It's because it's it good. Probably in the tech market, honestly. It's I mean, because Google. it's good, though. Google literally okay, Google, just had yeah. to go to court <laughs> for like, yeah, being too antitrust good. Antitrust <laughs> things. So yeah, 
it's like That's it's true. like how there were DVDs and then there were like multiple other things and DVDs are the only one we went with because it was uh, the only laser one that was discs good. which were yeah the only one that was good and like that's to me that's iphones because i've had i, I, a Windows I don't remember laser discs at all but they sound hilarious because they were like the size of vinyl records and you had to fucking play a movie <laughs> <laughs> moana time <laughs> this is the least hockey podcast I think ever <laughs> this should not be brought to you by the hockey podcast network we- brought we to you by the, the pajama dietary network and that we hated them <laughs> I don't think yeah, we've about it. Brought up, <laughs> I don't think we've brought up anything else. Um, did you guys yeah. have any goalie questions? <laughs> yeah, it's like anyone goalie. Yeah, we, I mean, we can, yeah. we can do that. Yeah, so I've, I've, I've gotten really stuff. like conscious of the of the fact that like we've had you on the podcast a bunch of times, and then every time we've limited you to just like we're only going to talk about goalies. <laughs> well, right. Box you in. Is when people <laughs> let me talk about other things. It's, it's it, never it gets to this when this it's is what happens. Um, There's a reason that I have ADHD. <laughs> wait, uh, I'll pu- I'm going to pull up the mm. UFA list of goalies and then see what we can do from there. I don't, I'm not going to do. Uh, here we go. And I know I said that my daughter's bed like seized up my back, but I think I'm headed back there because this light is kind of making me feel like like I'm being interrogated. <laughs> I'm mean, sure it's not the podcast. Back into a four-year-old's bedroom. Woo! All right. We're back. It's a, it's a okay. cool bedroom, though. Like, it's a very cool bedroom. I have cool. all of the UFA goaltenders in order of this previous Prior year's cap hit. hit. Uh so Tuca at seven million is number one. Um, Pecorine, I believe, is on the edge of retirement, and I don't know if I would want to sign him to anything anyway. Frederick Anderson's an interesting one, um, hmm. f- coming off a five million dollar contract, and it feels like he's probably not going to re-sign in in Toronto. I feel like that's maybe a guy to talk about, which is bonkers for me. Yeah. So yeah, like, go ahead on Freddie Anderson. Like I don't know what to think about him because he's had a few really solid years behind not very good defenses. He had a bunch of really good years that kind of tapered off once you hit like right around the trade deadline, right? Yeah. He would start off the season kind of slow. Once he got into a groove, like he did really well, and then he'd start to kind of tank, um, which is kind of what we see for most goalies who are overworked um weird weird how that works and uh I don't know I feel like like the way that Toronto treats their goaltenders I would not sign there if I was a goalie not a chance you could offer me like top dollar and unless I I would take it Unless I, I, that's the thing is unless I wanted to retire on that top dollar. I mean, I'm, I'm, I would not take it. Uh, a government employee, I would definitely take Toronto's yeah. money to play goal. I'm, an, I'm an hourly so wage employee, so I'd maybe take it. But if I like wanted to build a career for myself as an NHL goaltender, like not a fucking chance. Cause I, that's just a team that, are we allowed to curse? I'm sorry. <laughs> are we allowed really to curse? Encouraged, yeah. <laughs> Um, shit balls <laughs> good 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 okay not um, to quote too much from old school but 
No, I I think Freddie Anderson's a like I think he's a legitimately good goaltender, and when he plays well, I think he's great. And I don't know what Toronto did to him. I don't love their goalie coach, um, which I think is not not a thing that everyone would agree with. But I just he was a little in in my opinion a little underqualified when he got the gig and couldn't really figure out why they brought him in at the NHL level. Um, don't love what he's done with Freddie Anderson. Obviously I think Jack Campbell's been doing incredibly, but that had so much to do with Dusty and Moo that I don't really know how much of it we can credit to Toronto. Um, don't really love what he did when Michael Hutchinson was there. I think he's still there right now. Um, don't love what, what he did with any of their backups. Um, Garrett Sparks. Garrett Sparks. God bless Garrett Sparks. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> Forgot um, about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I don't know. I think uh, if a team is is willing to, if they have a good goaltending coach, because very clearly I think Freddie Anderson needs a chance to get back into the fundamentals. So a team like like Arizona, that's an intriguing one for me. Uh, I think the Bruins, it could work, but I don't know if he's looking to be a backup somewhere, if he's looking to revitalize well, his career and stay somewhere. Like assume in, in this case that Tuca doesn't resign. I, if, if Boston only wants a guy for one year, I don't know if, if I'm Freddie, if I take that, if there are other teams that, that might have me, which obviously Arizona has an opening um, because they're not bringing Ronta back. Um, I think LA is another team that has a good goalie coach. I think Chicago needs to figure their shit out because um, they did not have good goaltending this year. Um, so I don't Col- think that Colin D- Delia, Colin Delia, don't you say a bad word about him. <laughs> Mike, he'll come after you. Uh, he went to Merrimack. Um, really good guy too, but no, Malcolm Subban's there too. Uh, not, not an NHL starter by anyone's, anyone's definition. Uh, Kevin Lincoln and not a first round pick, starter. Though. Yes. Uh, remember that 500 save percentage NHL debut? I oh do. yeah. Um, <laughs> can't, can't forget it as much as you like forget to. that one. In fairness, um, guy got hit in the trachea with a puck. And... Yeah, no, I mean it was not the best yeah. circumstance. Who knows how that fucks you up? Um, but no, I if I'm Boston, I I would offer a year to him and see if he wants it. If I'm Freddie Anderson, though, I don't know if that's at the top of my list. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. Just so, because I think he's at the point in his career where he still has three, four, maybe maybe five years left right he's he's only 30 31 something like that depending on how he how well he plays um but i i don't know i think he'd be a good fit in boston i just don't know if that's what he's looking for because like he's not yarrow halak where he's in the twilight of his career looking to just play another year or two as a backup he's a guy who's looking to maybe re-jumpstart his starter role yeah definitely yeah, like I feel like if he were in the situation he was in, but he was two or three years older, it would be maybe a perfect yeah, that'd be fit. Different. But that'd like, be a huge difference. He does yeah. have a chance to kind of cash in here still, and I don't think Boston's gonna be willing to do that. No, and, and, this and I is, don't think they'd need to either. No, th- this is interesting that because like that that is the first name that came up. Um, that was like, oh, th- this is a guy that could be interesting. Um, and then there's just like a list of <laughs> just a list of guys. 
guys um, i was gonna run through the list and good, say like what because i mean we could go name by name and that would be pretty boring but these yeah. these guys are all kind of like i wouldn't boring say they're all the, on the same tier but a lot a lot of them are very similar like guys who are either you know career backups who have uh kind of in the past couple years ascended to a more like 1a role or guys who are in the twilight of their career kind of figuring it out now um and those guys are devin dubnik auntie ranta james reimer philip grubauer i think that one kind of sticks out but uh peter morazic jonathan bernier carter hutton david riddick linus ulmark anders nilsson and then we get to yaro halak and i think that kind of cuts it off because Corey schneider and and hendrik lundquist are the ones at the you know, next on that list, yeah. the the ones below that, Hendrik Lundqvist, uh, Laurent B- Brassois. That's an uh, interesting one, actually. Mike Smith, <laughs> Ryan Elliott, Curtis McElhenney, Ryan Miller, who I believe is retiring. He's he's formally retired. Yes. Uh, Vasily Demchenko. Ooh, they haven't resigned him. Um, not a guy I'd pick up. No. Chris. Oh, yeah, here, Chris Trieger. Um, I don't think he's going to be available. Okay. He's a, Uf- um, he's a UFA, but who do you think? I think so. Chris Dreyer's been with uh with Florida, and he's so every year James Reimer's like James Reimer's an angel, by the way. Is that uh, how you pronounce that? Because I've heard everyone on TV pronounce it Drieger, and it's spelled Drieger for sure. Um, uh, I'm I'm notorious for pronouncing names wrong, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. Um, All right, we're gonna but, we'll go with Drieger because I've heard many people say it that way. Every, many people are saying. Many people are saying, uh, all the best people are saying. Um, no, I, every year I ask James Reimer um, who his like sleeper pick is, who's the goalie that we're not paying enough attention to, because he's wonderful, and he'll like give me a legit answer. And it was, obviously I didn't get to ask him this year or last year because we didn't get a chance um, due to COVID, but uh, his answer two years ago was, Chris Drieger, Drieger, Per Bursling, His name's Chris. That's a Schitt's Creek reference. That's a Schitt's Creek reference. But no, uh, that's who he went with because he was a prospect there when Reimer was with Florida. He said that's a guy who is an NHL talent, and we just haven't paid enough attention to him. And I was like, interesting. You're right. We have not paid enough attention to him because I haven't paid attention to him at all. Um, and sure enough, he ended up being like legitimately good at the NHL level. And that's, that's a guy that I look at, but I think that Florida is not super confident. Number one, that like, I don't think they want to go with just Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight without having anyone else to potentially fill in should should night struggle or Bobrovsky hurt um well, I don't so know if, if noticed, i'm them i but, look to but guys like spencer knight and jeremy swayman don't, are, don't get hurt right are a hundred percent going to be okay for the next year and are going to be great so i mean if i'm florida i'm obviously playing spencer knight at the nhl level but um i don't i i would want an a, a third guy there just because it's smart and so I don't think he's going to be on the market unless he really wants out of Florida. Like if he wants a chance to legitimately compete for a starting role somewhere. 
How um, does that work salary wise though? Because I think Florida Spencer Knight's on an ELC, so yeah, but isn't Trigger gonna have to like sign for like a decent amount of money? And I don't know. Not, if, uh, I don't know how decent he'd sign for because it's a flat cap. So three, I think a lot of guys million. are willing to. I wouldn't sign him for that much. Okay. Um, I'd sign him for one or two. Um, just because we've I, only like, seen like ra- one year. There's one team that's just like willing to be like, hey, this that's guy. Edmonton. They keep giving it to yeah, Mike Smith. They're gonna do it, gonna they're gonna like do it with Mike million. Smith, though. They're gonna sign Mike Smith again. So no, that's but they Mike did Smith's this 39 year. years old. So that's, yeah, he was he was 39 this year too, and they signed him anyway. Um <laughs> they called him their guy. I feel like, like their Mike Smith, guy. I feel like Mike Smith's 39, like every 45-year-old person is. Like they're just like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm on my fifth. 39th birthday he's fucking terrifying I'm, I'm sure he's walked into a room at some point and like given uh is it ken holland who's there it's ken holland right yeah like giving him those eyes and been like sign me and he was like okay um <laughs> like as long as he wants to be there i, well, think he's I mean there. all he has to do is, um, is uh you know have have a gm look at his uh point totals and you know they'll just be like oh yeah, yeah this guy is like tons, goals. tons of assists tons of goals like for, uh, goals. in terms of like percentages like oh yeah 100 percentile like for goalies and goals he had a hot um, year this year so i think ken holland might try to ride on that which is crazy because i mean he was it, like, it is absolutely he wasn't crazy. even an nhl goalie the year prior no and they brought him back for another year but that's and, that's, and, and neither was Koskinen, <laughs> which is hilarious no, they brought no. them both back it, yeah that's but that's we're so far off topic with those two like that's another episode <laughs> but no i think uh that's an interesting list because i think laurent brissois is another guy who's a good goalie who got like emotionally broken by edmonton um went to winnipeg worked with uh adam francilia he's a goaltending dryland coach so he does a lot with biomechanics and proper training and really helped him get back to league average numbers league average into like above average numbers so i thought he looked really good with connor hellebuck they were really good 1a 1b um until until winnipeg decided that it was a starter (laughs) do you have numbers on like starts there because I, like my he, perception he ended up being is a that... backup. He ended up being a backup this year. The year prior, they were one A one B tandem. So oh and yeah, I wasn't like challenging that. It's just like no, I, it was like he- Hellebuck. Just... Hellebuck, obviously, like one of the best goaltenders in the world. Like I just don't. I have no idea how much Paul Maurice is very into workload uh, management and coaching. Yeah, he's he's into workload management because Adam Francilia worked with the team a little bit, um, and he basically told him like you need to you need to rest your goalie or he's not going to make it in the playoffs, which he didn't this year anyway. But that's okay. Um, yep. But no, I think uh, he worked well in Winnipeg. He's a he's a legitimate NHL talent. I think Bob Sense is a really good goalie coach, so I think he'd be a good fit in Boston. Um, and that's a sleeper pick because I think you could get him for kind of cheap. Um, okay. I think, uh, like I and said, Boston would absolutely hate him because he has a French name. Yeah, I mean, he's he's French Canadian, and his mom was a ballet dancer, um, so he's like the antithesis of everything that like Boston Bruins fans like. Really, really Pat- nice. Patrice guy, Bergeron though. gonna have to do a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Lausanne and Patrice Bergeron gonna <laughs> be the ambassadors to Laurent Br- Brassois. Laurent yeah. Brassois <laughs> is one of the nice so. The Winnipeg PR team is 
super nice, super accommodating. I I was writing a story on him a couple of years back and I called them and I said, hey, um, do you know any way that I can do an interview like when you guys come through town? And they said, well, here's a cell phone number. Just give him a call. And I was like, okay. And Must he nice. was kind of, especially after Edmonton where they're monsters, um, <laughs> he was really skittish at the start. And then as the interview went on, he warmed up and really got to talking about like the biomechanics and how his game had evolved and just a really, really good chat, right? Like really a student of the game. And then, so I wrote this story and I asked him, I was like, is there anything that you like thinking about it? Do you want me to send it to you? Do you want me to send you uh like a Google doc? Cause it's going to be on the athletics. So it's going to be behind a paywall. And he was like, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I don't read media because like and after Edmonton like I don't blame him I wouldn't either and he was like there's been a lot of shit said like it's not worth it and so I wrote the story I published it and I get a text like three hours later from him and he says hey so not to nitpick your nitpick because in the article I was like so this is a nitpick critique but and then I critiqued and he was like so not to nitpick your nitpick but and he explained that particular sequence of events that I had broken down with video and he's like and so this is why I played it like this and this is how your proposal like I would have had trouble with that and I was like so first off you're a liar because you told me you don't read anything (laughs) and you read it within an hour of it going up on the site so good for you um but yeah he was just he was really good with feedback too um so I'm I'm always happy when he succeeds um but very clearly like a student of the game. So I think he'd be fun. Um, Auntie Ranta, I I did hear the dog that time. That was I a loud snort. Wow. That was so it's remarkable, honestly. That was so loud. Yeah. I've never heard an animal make that noise. <laughs> oh my god. He's <laughs> that. He gave us he gave us one snore and that was that was a really loud snore though. Um, he's always back. <laughs> Does he sleep in your room? Because I wouldn't be able to sleep. Oh no no he uh, he sleeps with Lexi. I wouldn't be able to sleep. That's amazing. Um, yeah, I think it was on the last episode, um, ten minutes ago, that I said I wouldn't take on Ronta. Because I think he's not healthy. Um, James Reimer is another. That's an intriguing name. Uh, that's another guy who I think gets hurt a lot. So Do you want me to if run, you're run through the names again, just to like make sure you. I have them all in my brain. Okay. I remember them all. So those are my I, people. I, trust you. I, rem- I remember very little, including like what I need to buy at the grocery store. But I do remember the goalies. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think James Reimer. Be damned uh, if you forget Lena Solmark you uh, that's not that's not a guy i'd pick up i think he's uh ed edmonton goalies and buffalo goalies are <laughs> projects like you need Carter Hutton also on that list yeah another like i wouldn't do that um although they feasibly are either gonna have to bring both of them back or they're gonna have to sign two other guys off that list and that's gonna be interesting because i think they'll have money to throw at someone but also we've now seen so many guys go through team, go through that team and just have their stats tank. And I, 
I was talking with Mike McKenna um, with the Golden Knights a while back, and he was just talking about like how certain team cultures are not conducive to being a good goalie. And if you are trying to revive a part of your career, like there are certain teams that unless you don't have another option, like you don't touch those teams. And for for the record, he did not say Buffalo specifically. <laughs> he, said, he said another team that I'm not like, that's, that's him to, to choose that. But no, I, I think Buffalo is a team that teams will be competing with them for the free agent market. And it's going to be fun to kind of see if they throw more money at goalies to get someone good. Cause they're not, not a desirable destination or I do, if they're I do think that's good for hockey in general to have, a you know, market. <laughs> yeah, b- bad markets with lots of money where, you know, that can drive up the price maybe of, of mm-hmm. some free agents and, you know, as a Bruins fan, obviously you don't want that, but I think Not guys fair. getting getting paid what they deserve to be paid is is for the best, especially and, for goalies. You know, have, having yeah. options where you can be like, hey, well, I mean, here's the deal: like, I would love to play for you for this am- amount of money, but you're not willing to pay me about this amount of money. This team is willing to pay me this amount of money. I know that I would not want to play there. But right. I absolutely will play there for this amount of money if you're not willing to come up. Um, and, you know, the CBA is set up for certain things, but it definitely doesn't protect against stuff like that. And uh, Right. I, I think, yeah, I mean. It's going to make the goalie market really fun this year that that team has a spot and then that Edmonton's going to have a spot. They, they have two spots. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I wouldn't take those are two teams that unless you can get them for cheap, I wouldn't take a goalie from those teams. Um, although seeing Mike Smith versus Boston fans is I would pay like like UFC fight pay per view money to watch Mike Smith versus Boston fans. I would yeah, oh love God. that so much. That's a that's a guy who everyone i've ever spoken to like he was a hard interview because i couldn't get a read on like how to get him to talk even off the record about like his game and everyone off i've the talked- record about his game like <laughs> that's the that's the like <laughs> easiest thing to get somebody to talk about <laughs> especially goalies and like usually i'll tell goalies i'm like hey i'm with ingle mag um can i talk to you anything you want off the record like we Ingle Mag, like we value our relationship with the goaltenders. Anything they say is off the record. Like we're not going to break that. And they know that. And still Mike Smith didn't give me anything. He told me that he would respect. Like I asked him about the color of his pads and he was like, maybe I'll wear one light and one dark. Just see how crazy that gets. I was like, what does that mean? And so, no one knows crazy I can no be. I'm the craziest goalie. It gets the people going. That's that's the funniest thing though, because hockey's so fucking boring. The craziest thing a guy can think of is like maybe I'll wear one pad different color than the other. It was. I, I was like, wow, thank you. Uh, I think that's all I need today. Like Auntie Ranta, great for talking about his game. Great for talking about gear. Uh, Darcy Kemper, boring for talking about both. But wait, what was he saying about me? Uh, he said that you're kind of fun, but that he wishes you didn't wear Nikes. Um, (laughs) uh, 
No, I, I wouldn't take a goalie from Buffalo or Edmonton if I was Boston. Um, although I think Baba senses, I mean, I think he's a very good goalie coach. Um, I would rather he was focused on Jeremy Swayman and Dan Vladar um, than focused on a project as their number two slash three, like whatever it ends up being. I wouldn't want that to be a project guy. Um, yeah, I... I would maybe say Laurent Brassois would be my my intriguing pick there. Maybe I think James Reimer could be fun, but he's if you here's my thing, if you can get James Reimer, why not bring back Yarrow Halak? Very similar performances, very similar career trajectories, although one of them did not get chased out of Toronto with death threats. Um and, uh, and not to mention the reason why he got chased out of toronto with death threats was uh, was, was because of boston the boston um, bruins um so but but yeah i they're both not not injury prone like like ronta but they're both at a point in their careers where you have to worry about biomechanical breakdown um but have can good we, solid can we quickly recall recall how good the luongo rhymer tandem was for like a very short period of time yeah when they like, were both healthy which was like was two weeks two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> they were both healthy for like a two-week stretch and it was amazing and then one or both of them was hurt for so long well yeah um, roberto luongo was i think 38 eight, to 39 or something, something like, like that, that. <laughs> yeah i uh yeah that's um yeah <laughs> Uh, Devin Dubnik's another name that was on that list who I maybe wouldn't touch. And that's another guy who... Yeah, I didn't want to talk about him too much. Like, that's... I, I feel like sometimes people kind of... And I've been accused of it on Twitter. But he's... Uh, they say... Well, they, they say that if I say that someone's really nice to me, that I'll support them. And I'm like, oh, I want... You should get this guy. Like, he'll succeed. He was really nice to me. Uh, Devin Dubnik's a sweetheart. Like he's a really easy conversation. He's a really easy interview. I wish him nothing but the best. But we talk about how Ronta's body has broken down. There's, n I, I wouldn't trust Devin Dubnik, biomechanically and physically and health wise. And that's just, he's tall, I, but like if he's five I, so feet the, away from the puck, like this I isn't totally off topic. Um. You know, my brain went Minnesota to Cam Talbot, and I, I do want to know like what you saw from Cam Talbot that he got taken away from Edmonton this year. Like, was different. I, I, he was like, I he was good last year too, though. He he was okay the first half of the year. He got better as the year went on with Calgary, but he, I mean, he's a very good goaltender. He's a very good structured goaltender, though. He's not a guy who flops around a ton. And Edmonton, you can play behind a bad defense, but he was playing behind a bad defense that like didn't com communicate super well. And it just kind of, I think it threw him off. I think it threw his game off. He didn't have the correct support. He didn't have a good backup behind him. He was overworked, um, had, had a weird fan base that thought he would solve their defensive problems when they had Chris Russell. Like, I don't know. Well, what they no, Mike Smith there. came in and did that. Um, <laughs> um, 
I can't even answer that. No, I think he, uh, I think he finally got a chance to just reestablish like a baseline, right? Because most goaltenders need to have a good baseline and then can make their desperation saves, their creative saves, and uh, but they shouldn't have to make them for every save a night. Um, so what like you the, do in Edmonton. The defensive structure in uh, in Minnesota, like, is that like? It's decent. You, you you think he's good for next year and like that would be, oh yeah that'd be solid i like yeah. i want minnesota to be good so bad i don't i don't. I, just, I, I feel like they've been so bad they're so, so boring there's what do you mean for so long they missed the playoffs for like a year i mean it, uh, i guess they haven't been so bad for so long they've been so boring for so long and I yeah I, this past year, they were finally like a little. I they they weren't exciting. They were no, a they weren't exciting. exciting. The they only time they're exciting, exciting is when they played Darcy Kemper, who like completely just like has a stroke when he plays them, and he's like, "Oh, this is the team that I didn't want to start for," and just like allows eight goals a game and fights people. And Darcy Kemper's been my my fantasy goalie for too many years. Um, we can't be friends anymore he's always good when he plays when he doesn't play he's in my he's on my IR I can I can replace him <laughs> when he doesn't play. so fun fact I uh I think I had Auntie Ronta and Darcy Kemper a few years ago because I had a I had eight goalies on my fantasy team that's way too many goalies how many goalie categories does your league have uh, is it one. points or you have categories? One. It was uh, so. What I did is my entire bench was goalies. My two utility players were goalies, <laughs> and I had two goalies. Um, How did you but do? What I league? what I did is I stole all the goalies that people needed when their guys went on IR. So was that for like just to spite them? Because, like, I didn't want to play. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. Yeah, if you don't want to like, play fantasy, you want to, like, there's a tweet, there's ruin a tweet everybody's fantasy season. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. I ended up, like, I ended up beating a couple people that, see, I didn't touch my roster once. But, like, I ended up beating a couple people because their goalies would be on IR. And there was literally, like, no one left for them to pick. Um I, I think there's there's a tweet somewhere where someone said, did you pick anyone but goalies? I was like, yeah, I had eight goalies and Phil Kessel. <laughs> that was like my entire fantasy team. <laughs> Thank you. I think I remember you telling this story before. Say, yeah. yeah, it was a... Maybe on this podcast. Yeah. I think I, oh. I think I did it like two weeks before I came on your podcast for the first time, maybe. That wasn't the last episode, was it? No, uh, I didn't. So I didn't do fantasy this year. It might have been the year prior because it was it was Phil Kessel. He was on the Coyotes, so it was the twenty nineteen twenty season. So whenever whenever that was, I uh, I did that and made people really angry. Like everyone in my league kept trying to get me to trade, and I was like, I don't even. I was like, I don't even remember my fantasy password. Like I drafted all the goalies, <laughs> took them from Just the guys. Single handedly ruined the league. Goalie person over here. Uh, it was. Guess who writes for In Goal Magazine? Yeah. <laughs> Worked out. It was good. It was a lot of fun. I took a lot of 
a lot of really good sleeper backups who when other people's goalies were like shitting the bed and their backup was taking over so their goalie wasn't playing so or their your team, guy was your on team would have been really good in like a 24 team league uh it was i didn't finish last i think i finished like third to last and i didn't touch my <laughs> roster once just because anyone whose goalies got hurt or lost their starting role like they were sol so i beat i beat those people and it was it was kind of satisfying even though i didn't do anything <laughs> that face that chris just made at the dogs is i think the face that i made it izzy the last time i came on the podcast <laughs> I mean, she's she's one of our best podcast guests, so you never have to quiet her on here. She did recently, uh, for any podcast listeners who have watched her evolve into the emotional terrorist that she like, is. Um, a human being now. Uh, yeah, she's a human being, but like not a very nice one. Um, she was but acting up, like she you? was being mean. No, hey, wow. <laughs> so she was being kind of mean to me and i threatened to take away the treats in her lunch because i'm an amazing mom and i pack her lunch every day with a really cute napkin and some sort of sweet treat like a candy bar or like wait, wait, wait. i need i need you to go back to cute napkin what does that mean <laughs> like like the party napkins i buy ones that have like like rainbows on them or unicorns or sparkles. Are they still like affected like, like, napkins? You don't or like, are they like origami and like no. whatever? Yeah. No. Do I look like I can do origami? Please. Oh, please. Um, I feel like no. that would be like a goalie thing. thing. Not my thing. <laughs> um, but no, she was like, don't she was be being weird rude. Goalie. Weird goalie thing. Thank you. And I tried taking things away from her. Like, I was like, you know what? You can go to bed right now. And she was like, well, I'm tired anyway. And so I was like, you know what? I can take treats out of your lunch. Like, I don't feel guilt at this. You want to lose treats in your lunchbox? Because you can get your sandwich and your fruit and your crackers, and that's it. And she looked me dead in the eye, like, made full-on eye contact and went, I can survive without treats. You know that, right? <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. <laughs> like, that's when that's when I lost the war. Like, how... <laughs> I, I won that battle, but somehow lost the war. So I feel like if we had a zombie apocalypse, she would die after you. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, anytime she does something wrong and gets in trouble, like, she, she was rude one night, and she came to me, and she lay in my bed, and she snuggled up to me. And I was like, oh, she's being nice. And I was like, are you sorry? And she went, Mom, you know how there are some days where, like, you're just not very nice because you're tired? Everybody has those days. Uh, today was my day. I just, I, I didn't feel very nice. And I was like, okay, cool. All right. I was like, that's fair. But does that mean you can be rude? And she says, it just happened. Like, I just, I didn't feel very like, nice. Respect. So I was Honestly, that's just like, Self-awareness is not a thing yeah. that, you no. know, adults You can't teach have. that. No, most yeah. adults don't have that. And I don't have that before I have my coffee. So when she, like, throws the logic at me, if I'm too tired, like, she wins. So she gets to do whatever the fuck she wants. Um, she runs She runs our house, 100%. How's the dog doing, Chris? 
You're going to unmute yourself before you talk this time? Nope. Not this time. Not this time. I feel do, like. Do you other, want me to talk? Like, I, mean, <laughs> I feel like the other baby boomer on this podcast. Like. The ones you forget to unmute. So Drew and I it's went on the, uh, the Slapshot Sweetheart podcast live stream for the second period of, I think it was game three of, or maybe it was game two of the Bruins Islanders series. I don't, whatever. It doesn't matter what game it was. Dark but time. Yeah, just the, like the worst time to go on the podcast that wasn't game six. Um, and literally like i sent the video to cam very funny just the like we both came on and they were like hey welcoming on like new friends like drew and, and chris from the bruise and bruins podcast and like you can see on the video we're both like talking and saying shit but like both of our mics are muted <laughs> <laughs> and megan goes yep you're both muted <laughs> That's the most boomer thing ever. Like that. That's that's incredibly like Bruise and Bruins podcast. Like I I knew that I I was gonna say that's that's a very three cheers kind of thing because like we had someone who didn't have a Skype, and we legitimately couldn't figure out how we were gonna have them on the podcast. So we. We were like, what do we use? And so they were like, you Speak can use fun. Zoom. They're like, we can, you can use Zoom. And we were like, oh, okay. We don't have Zoom accounts. And then we were, like, <laughs> we were like, so how do we, how do we download it? I heard that. Don't <laughs> well, yeah. Doesn't fuck with Zoom, dude. He's... All right, man. I'm gonna put myself yeah, okay. on mute, and you can finish that. No, that's. I kind of love that. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that dog. <laughs> no, we uh, we finally we were like, all right, well, we both have Zoom. We'll we'll do that. And then we were like, so how do we uh, how do we record it? <laughs> and they were like, Is, do you have a podcast or do I? <laughs> and we we had to no explain there, that we yeah. <laughs> no, we had to explain that like we started a podcast as a joke. And uh, oh, us too. <laughs> neither yeah. of us really knew like how technology worked even though one of us literally worked in production for yeah. hbo not to mention any so, names but it was mikey it was it was mike michael radigan um <laughs> at mikey rads on twitter that's yeah. the one you know him. well mikey radigan you know him. he's he's officially been on your podcast now more than me which gave i don't me, know like, if that's unbelievable true well I, I think officially <laughs> I think officially he is tied with you in appearances. But if we're counting uh, unreleased episodes, you are one ahead of him. And now this is two for you, one for him. Good. I'm. I'm Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I stayed on. That's why I stayed on. Yeah, you had to stay for the next episode. I had to. I can. Yeah. I was like, you guys don't even. Like, you guys don't even know him that well. Like. I was like, I've known Cam for years. We'll just keep, we'll keep inviting Cam, Mikey on and question. recording. This is the thing, episodes. like you know Cam for years. You've, I was gonna you've say, known me way less time than you've known Mikey. <laughs> not here's the question though, Cam. Who have you known the longest, me or Drew and Chris? 
I think you actually. <laughs> I think so. I think you and then Drew. So where where did you guys? Well, Drew was. Remember, I was I was his editor, and he was my yeah. high school intern. Yeah. So yeah. where where was well, that? The only one who had good work ethic because everyone was oh, like, thank you. yeah she said some good shit about you last well, time. i did i bragged about nice. you so hard i was like cam was yeah. the best he had such a strong work ethic everyone else sucked. No, i was i was talking, <laughs> I was talking shit about i was talking shit about you and me and and hyping up drew and <laughs> and cat was like well here's the thing about cam like he was actually pretty good i was like oh I was like, yeah I'm, i am the slacker of this i was like i was like that's why that's why i was friends with cam because like everyone else that we worked with was like I don't even remember. So wait, wait, where was this that you this guys worked? This was a fan sided. We were. That's what it was. I couldn't remember yeah, what it was. Yeah. Um, and I forgot about that. Yeah, that was the like others that were on our site. Twenty fourteen, fifteen. Shouts to fan sided. Shouts to Causeway like Crowd. Shouts to Kaylee. Shouts to Shukrit. Yeah. And it was like either it was 2013-2014 season. Wait, but I 2013-14 season because you were in you were in high school. No, but I, I, I only did, I thought I only did, like... I think it was 20... I think you started at the 2014 draft. And you were the only one who I could, like, reliably send a message to and say, hey, this has not been done. Would you like to do it? And you would say yes. The others were like, well, I got something to do. So... That would have been me. What, but, like, I mean, the others which, were adults. Like, in I love... Not to, not to out myself in front of the uh, Bruins Diehards fam, but... Uh, I love to be associated with a website that will let me be like, hey, I'm going to write my first uh, article in literally a year and a half now. <laughs> and it's going to be about, <laughs> it's going to be about uh, Space Jam. So. <laughs> so I write for Mile High Hockey, which covers the Colorado Avalanche. And I will edit all day, every day. But I will promise articles to Tom Hunter and then not write them at least three times a month. Um, it happens all the time. Is and... it time to talk uh, talk shit about Adrian Dater? Oh, we didn't even get a chance to do that. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So Can by the way, here, I've seen all the shit on Twitter. I have no fucking clue who this dude is. Oh, can I? But I see everybody like here? bagging on him, and I oh. feel like it's like, I'm Add, ready to jump on the wagon because I really I trust you, the people Cam. that are bagging on him. But let's, I got you. let's hear some beef. I, I want the full you. Wendy steal here. So this guy sucks. Uh, and I don't even care if we we can keep this because like he sucks and he deserves. Wait, wait. I, I hate to interrupt this. I feel like I need a beer for this. You do. Yeah, grab I feel beer. like I need a beer for this. All right, I'm right back. Cat and I'll chop it up while you're gone. Hey, Cat, what's up? Yo. Yeah, every time your dog comes on screen, by the way, like... He's not my dog. I'm, I've, I've, I did not know this dog until three days ago. Well, how long have you known me, so... Three days ago. Wow, that was a quick beer. It was a real quick beer, Cam. I thought, I thought Kat and I were going to have some real time together. Yeah, we were going to talk about his dog. I was going to invite myself friend. over. Um, to I, I, thought, I thought Kat might invite me to a wedding again. Um, again? You're still <laughs> invited to that wedding. Like, I'm, you're, I'm you're going. Officially, like, I, I was going to say, I told Corey, like, I, I, I slotted in that plus one. Fuck yes. <laughs> there's, never, there's never a relationship in my life. So, so like, I, I have... You are, you are the... You are the I have a burgundy suit that has a 
a navy I gotta blue see this. a navy no, blue wait, liner no. that has uh like crossed hockey sticks with hockey pucks in it like on the line. I'm the maid of honor though so I can't match to you soon oh I, I okay yeah never mind well, just tell me just tell me what color to wear I have like four suits <laughs> I can figure it out fuck you're like so how can you match this burgundy wedding crash yeah, yeah, yeah check out this burgundy suit it's like my most flamboyant thing oh yeah I'm the maid of honor sorry I can't it's it's Corey though and Richie is another bridesmaid so bridesman um bridesman, bridesman. yes um which i am planning the Man bachelor brain. party for vegas so if you oh. guys want to see richie suave um can we, can we come to the bachelor party <laughs> yeah, <my, laughs> bachelor party stripper? plus bruise and bruins <laughs> yeah what if bruise and bruins are the strippers <laughs> no yeah we uh, I, I mean I feel, I feel like drew would do it i don't drew know would do I... it. drew would do it without even questioning <laughs> just to live stream it for the pod um <laughs> and you can find we can get his ass tattoo it could be all a promo in one wait so on on the on the Back subject oh, on the subject on the of phone. weddings before before we get off weddings uh i i checked the mail today for the first time in six years um you have a wedding to go to now no so my my roommate lexi is going to a wedding in september it's her best friend's wedding um she's a bridesmaid um I, you know wear your suit <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to this wedding but <laughs> i thought for a couple seconds i was because i pulled out like a couple of things out of the mail and i was like oh this is for me this is for me and i had like a handful of mail that was for me and i opened all of them and i pulled one thing out and i was like oh you're invited to holly's wedding and i was like i've met holly twice <laughs> she seems like a nice person I definitely can't go to this wedding, and that's super sad. Glad she invited me. Put it back in, turn it around. Oh, that's for Lexi. <laughs> I'm a big old idiot. I opened, I opened Lexi's uh, like one of her best friends' wedding invites, and I had I had a very serious like conundrum in my head where like, do I tell her I did this? Or do I just like find some tape and like tape it back together? And I feel like uh, she wouldn't get that mad though. Like no, I I, yeah, I, I told I told her and she was like, "Ha, you're an idiot." <laughs> Which is <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, Ricky and I have opened very, each very other's mail. Personality, yeah, that's, like we've, that's we open each other's mail all the time. We we have lived together for. You said it's eight years now, right? Seven years, yeah. I've, yeah, I've lived wow. in this apartment for eight years. She's been here for seven, so you guys are a few months away from common law marriage so i mean fair like honestly you guys can start like writing each other off on your taxes pretty soon so that'd be that'd be kind of cool i mean like kind of cool yeah you guys get hired deducted like higher allowances stuff like that Oh, yeah. I just need to start sending Izzy to you for part of the year. This is just a roundabout way of me being able to you want claim to dependence. Wow, I I love this podcast. It's getting me uh, tax credits. <laughs> I taught you about tax credits. I taught you about tax credits. Want, want to know my favorite thing about Bruce and Bruins? Tax credits. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, <laughs> so Adrian Dater. Um, yeah, let's, oh, yeah, let's get there. Uh, so this guy used to write for the Denver Post. Um, Fucking thing sucks. What? 
Are you talking about the Denver poster in your beer? <laughs> no, that was a uh, a reference to uh, the Bill O'Reilly thing that Pete referenced in the replies. <laughs> By the way, if if anyone has not seen the mm, Bill O'Reilly mm. like outtake thing, just go yes. watch the, the oh YouTube god, video that was amazing. That. He not oh. him not understanding what a band playing him out. And like the meltdown that follows is hilarious. I think it was like U2. It was like his producer was telling him like, hey, here's here's U2 to play us out. And he's like, <laughs> play us out. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Fuck it. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> it's like, just the greatest thing that's ever existed on the internet. Especially with just like a piece yeah, of human trash of like Bill O'Reilly. Right. Um, here we go. Um, oh, so- you, you- you so have Adrian the, Gator. You have the pillow now. Yeah. I had the pillow. I didn't have one. Prepare for Gator. I was getting I was getting darker and darker and I was like blending in with the wall there. So um no, so Adrian Dater wrote for the Denver Post. Um got himself in a lot of hot water because he kept um DMing women who wrote in the hockey sphere, um, making sexual advances, asking them if they wanted to get drinks with him. When they would say no, he would, like, keep sending them messages. Uh, but I believe he is not the one who asked if they wanted to do photo shoots with him. That was, I think, a Devils guy. Because um, there was a bunch was of them, like, a, all at once. There was definitely a Penguins guy who was who got outed, like, around that time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and not, not to say that there wasn't out. a devil's guy also, i think it, maybe but, maybe it was penguins but the one who there wanted was to do probably photo both, shoots, probably all this the one who wanted to do photo whole, shoots yeah. um and was like asking if they would do tasteful ones in their underwear stuff like that um but no i think dater was the one who wanted to like meet up with them in a bar and if i get trashed like what happens happens um and so somebody outed him and he got in a boatload of trouble and instead of apologizing for being a piece of shit he uh said that he had a drinking problem and that he needed to find himself again and he thanked everyone for their patience as he sought therapy and never apologized to the girl and you know like they do um and then got angry because people were ruining his career so he was fired by the Denver Post, went to rehab or some shit like that, um, came back, continued to be a piece of garbage, uh, gets confrontational with everyone, has me blocked because he started, he reported that the league was paying the Coyotes' bills, and it wasn't true. So people were like, what's your source? And he didn't have a source. And it came out that he'd like heard it from some disgruntled person in like another city. And it was a lie. So, and instead of retracting it, he like got mad at everyone else. And when I then quote tweeted his direct tweet saying, this is the, someone was blaming Travis Yost for it. And I was like, oh no, it was actually Adrian Dater. Here's the tweet. And I shared it and he blocked me and have been in interview scrums with him twice uh he's an asshole in scrums too 
because he won't let anyone else talk and he gives shitty questions anyway like he's notorious for trying to sound like a bro and so oh he's the I one who sound like hockey people. not even asked mckinnon he's the one who said the stupid shit yeah to yeah, yeah he's the one who okay. said the stupid shit to mckinnon and that's like yeah. that when this, i this when i heard that going, i was yeah. embarrassed for him but i also wasn't surprised because i I think I was in a scrum with him face. where... Like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? I like... think there was one other guy from Denver who had come with them. And then it was only Coyotes people. And he was like, yeah, you know, trying to talk to the player. He was like, so no one else here really gets to watch you that often. But between you and me. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, he's, Bro, he's, he's kidding, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, look at Look at... Chris, by the way, we can see you taking pictures of the dog. dog. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to send this to you. Oh, now I now I feel bad for making fun of you for it. But yeah, so so Adrian Dater has gotten in trouble for harassing women. I refused to apologize for it. Blamed it on alcohol, Kanye style. Um, and then has continued to be like an incorrigible asshole since then makes up rumors every once in a while can't hold down a position with sites because he keeps getting in trouble and so he started his own and so his question was like very embarrassing for him but it was like also very par for the course for him like i've never been less surprised by somebody what, do you do you guys think it like you're just like you're just like thinking too much and you're just like fuck it fuck it like <laughs> won't even just like stop thinking we'll just we'll win the thing it's like when you guys play a play a video game and like you sometimes have to say like fuck it like fuck i know you're this. a gamer yeah when he said that like you could was it i think it was you chris who was like you watch mckinnon visibly shudder like visibly shake that question off of he, he had to like he it was, physically he shook that question that. off he hated that he, like I he thought about it. answering and he was like just like no like, I can't do that. I can't do give, that. Give me another one. <laughs> like, anything that's gonna come out of my mouth right now is gonna get me fined, and it's yeah. your fault, you motherfucker. You know, it's yeah, the stupidest shit I've was... ever heard. So bad. What was crazy uh, about that though was like, I've seen so many people get chastised in media scrums who aren't big names, not even for asking stupid questions, but for asking the wrong question or for asking too wordy of a question or for trying to ask a question of a player who only really talks to established media, stuff like that. And the fact that Adrian Dater is still credentialed, number one, blows my mind. That dog is having a party back there. Um, but number one, like, he's still credentialed. That's crazy to me. Number two, that's such a, like, if I feel like if I had asked that question, and I'm, I've been credentialed for seven, eight years now. I feel like even so, if I had asked that question, like the Coyotes PR guy would have ripped me, uh, like the biggest asshole. He would have absolutely ripped into me. Speaking of ripping me, like, the biggest assholes, how I don't know if that's the question I wanted you to answer. get us credentialed. <laughs> Extremely. Extremely. Patrice, you're out there. You ever just think like, yeah. you know, fuck just- it. So like I'm just gonna win this thing. Now we're, we're just trying to get our podcast credentials so we can ask Jake DeBrusque how many beers he's gonna have after the media is like, hey, 
Uh, how do you feel about like potentially getting traded now that you're bad? <laughs> I cannot get you credentialed, but as we have established, if uh, if James Reimer or Laurent Brassois signs with you guys, I can ask them questions for you. Well, we have we have an in. Uh, we have an in. I mean, we're, we're going to ask you to be on the podcast and then get them on the podcast. <laughs> the Bruins and Bruins so promise. I did ask, we can't get credentials, but we can get you uncredentialed. <laughs> I asked Garrett Sparks if he would come on our podcast. And he was like, yeah, I'm absolutely down because he's super into music. And then I realized that I wasn't sure if he thought that I was talking about Three Cheers or the Ingle Mag podcast. And oh. He ended up being on the Ingo Mag podcast like a month later because then the then the pandemic hit and like I wasn't able to have him on. But yeah, I I was like, oh, maybe he thought I meant the Ingo one. And then when they asked him, he was like, oh yeah, Kat's already prepped me for this. And so I was too embarrassed to ask if he was like still down to come on mine too. So and Garrett Sparks will come on ours, but I'm not sure. Like I I don't know. one way to find out <laughs> I'll, I'll probably he did send me a message once asking me if I would critique his game because I was helping some kids during COVID <laughs> like I was willing to look at video for some kids and do some dry land drills for young goalies and he sent me a message and he was like will you critique my game too and I was like shut up Garrett <laughs> No. I would love to tell an NHL player, shut up, Garrett. Not even, like, even if their name wasn't Garrett. Yeah, yeah especially if their name wasn't Garrett. I would love to tell Brock Besser, shut up, Garrett. Shut up, Garrett. <laughs> Very specifically, Brock Besser, I think, would be the. I would the never best. tell Brock Besser to shut up. Who's, who's, who's the best player in the NHL to tell them, shut up, Garrett? Tom Wilson. <laughs> shut up, Garrett. I, I feel think, like he'd be okay. I with think you're Garnet. Yeah, I, I think he would understand like what you're going for. Though. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be somebody who like isn't quite like in the zeitgeist enough to like understand <laughs> that you're fucking with them. I think Brock Layton Besser's Keller. like dumb enough. Connor McDavid. I have, I have nothing against Brock Besser, by the way. Like, I just I think he's just dumb enough to be like, no, no, no. Like, my name's not Garrett. <laughs> That's the thing I wouldn't want to say it to anyone who's nice. Like I wouldn't want to do it yeah. to a player who's like, "Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. My name's not Garrett." Like that would make <laughs> me feel bad. It would make me feel bad. You're like, yeah, that's what you want us to think. So it's got to be like an asshole whose name isn't Garrett. I mean, like Clayton <sighs> Keller, Zach Ronaldo. <laughs> I would I would love to Off call Zach ice, Ronaldo. He's a really the- nice guy. That's the worst part. When he's okay, not he's like, like shitty... when he's not ruining people on the ice, he's like a genuinely. I just I love that like... there was an NHL team who fielded a roster that included uh, Milan Lucic and Zach Ronaldo at the same Zach time. Ronaldo and the wrong Richie brother. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Richie like played on that team. They also had the wrong Stone brother. They had Michael Stone instead of. I forgot. Stone. I didn't yeah. even know they were brothers. I thought they were. Yeah. Just like unreal, no, they're they're brothers. Just brothers of the rock, unrelated rock. 
because the Coyotes had Michael Stone, who was drafted yeah, 69th overall. Yeah. No, no, they had the bad one. They had the bad one. Uh, he was drafted 69th overall, though, in like 07. So super nice, super nice. I think I made I think I made a casual reference to that when I was talking to it was either like Rick Tockett or one of the other players. I was like, so it was kind of nice, like Michael Stone's 69th overall pick. I this player is like, and then I just went somewhere else entirely and just went with that. I've, I've made a couple of nice references. I, I, I probably shouldn't. I honestly more. can't believe they're brothers. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Cause I actually sat by Mark stone at a coyotes game one time. Cause uh, Mike fail, who is like a flames blogger. Came, yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Um, came down to watch the Flames and the Coyotes play because um, he wanted Izzy to get a chance to watch Mike Smith with the Flames. Um, yeah, why, why wouldn't you? And who, who wouldn't want that? I know. Um, so I took that game off from working and I went down and sat like in the stands and I got tickets from the guy I used to work for with the Coyotes uh, with Hockey Dev. So I was sitting in like the, the families and wives section. And so I was sitting by by Mark Stone. Look at that dog. Oh. Who is that? I can't, I can't. I can't. Are you sure you don't work for the shelter? Cause... I can't get her to shut up. There's like, like I, he just keeps quiet. <laughs> 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 <laughs>